is a very, very special episode and a very different episode from everything else that we have done so far. They've made amazing careers out of singing Carnatic music, classical Indian music in India. It's important for our audience to understand that there are different career paths other than just being in tech and it is something that you can nurture from a very young age. It kind of demands the same amount of time and uh, energy as you would put into any form of academics also, be it tech or in your medicine, anything. So arts is very demanding. If you want to take it up seriously, it is one of those career paths which doesn't let you take a holiday or even a day's vacation. Can you speak on your um, social media presence and whether you think that's important in this day and age? Yeah, it's uh, become a big part of your professional career, connecting with your audience. So social media is one of uh, the one of probably the most powerful way you can connect with them instantly. And it's it's not limited to a certain audience, it's global. What is your process in terms of selecting which engagements you say yes to and which engagements you say no to? We mainly see if our uh, idea for a performance aligns with what, if, if an organizer approaches us or festival approaches us, we see if our ideas align. If that doesn't align, we usually don't take it up because ultimately conviction is very important in uh, anything. Sometimes there's points of contention, sometimes there's points where we all come together and you know come to a good um, solution there. So like how do you guys resolve those points of contention? Yes, just we like definitely do have a lot of the contention. You know, we <laughs> come to a point where we happily agree to disagree. I think ultimately we thoroughly enjoy. I mean we don't want it any other way. At very fundamental level very much in love with the fact that we are able to do that together as sisters. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think, uh, do you agree? I, I do, definitely. <laughs> I think the first thing that kids are very happy with is his phone. <laughs> when you give it to them, they like all the lights and everything. So they end up going into like, you know, gadgets and those kinds of things. So what do you do as part of your presence to reach the younger audience of today? I think we reach them through those gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of managing your time, if we could talk about um, how you do that and spe specifically with regards to the December music season. As far as the process is concerned, you know, how we prepare, it is ongoing. We, we start, you know, very ahead of time. Uh, it runs for several months, you know, that's why we keep the practice going. It's not a one-off thing, you know, where we sit, okay, we have a concert coming up this December, so let's chart out the plan. Because ultimately, it's going to be a test of your endurance, your repertoire. Hi everyone, we are back. Charu, I'm super excited to introduce our guests for this episode. This is the first time ever on the EIKF project that we have had guests from this industry. Anahita and Apurva are among the highly sought after artists of the younger generation in the Indian classical arena. They have won acclaim for their musical excellence and impeccable synchrony. 
They started their initial training with Srimati Shanti Jayaraman and are currently under the guidance of world-renowned maestro Sangeet Samrat, Chitravina and Ravi Kiran. That's amazing. Another amazing fact about them is that they've been captivating audiences around the world and have been featured in prestigious events such as the Cleveland Pyagaraja Festival as well as the San Diego Festival, the HCL Concert Series at Music Academy, besides the Chennai December Festival. Some of the titles and awards they've received include All India Radio Gold Medalist at the national level in Just Their Teens, the MS Subbalakshmi Fellowship from Shanmukhananda Sabha, Mumbai, as well as Best Performer Award for, from Music Academy for three consecutive years. And this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the accolades they've received. They are also the youngest to perform in this noble initiative, Artists for the Armed Forces, as part of which they were able to take classical music to those serving the country and their families exclusively. What a long list of achievements. We were super excited to have Anahita and Apurva on the show. In the interview, they talk about picking up classical music at a young age and weaving it into a beautiful career journey that they embarked on together as sisters. They talk about how a career as a musician is highly demanding and the constant need for innovation with no guidelines makes it comparable to a career in tech. They also talk about how they select and take on engagements, how they work together as sisters and a lot more. A very, very interesting and exciting one. Let us know what you think. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the EITF project. This one is a, is a very, very special episode and a very different episode from everything else that we have done so far. We have Anahita and Apurva as uh, the people that we are going to be interviewing today. They've made amazing careers out of singing Carnatic music, classical Indian music in India. And I've been like fangirling over them for quite some time now. So it's uh, really great to have them on the show. And it, I think it will be very interesting to hear their points of view on how to build a career in the art community. So uh, welcome to the show, Anahita and Purva. Thank you, Nandini. Namaste. And uh, hello to everybody. Thank you, Nandini and Charu. Very, very happy to be here as part of this wonderful series you're doing. It's great to have you on too. I'm going to start with the, with the first question. We think you know, one of the pivotal points in our lives is when we choose a career path. And we all have multiple career paths that we choose and it's unique to each person. So our question to you is, how did you come to the decision to choose classical music as a career path? And more importantly, how did both of you choose this together? They say each of us have a calling. So I think uh, it was a it is a blessing for us to be you know, here in this field of Carnatic music. And uh, initially when we were young, we used to attend a lot of classes and practice at home. We Maybe. had a lovely environment at home. Yes. Yeah, our grandmother was our first guru. So it was part of the household. So there was a lot of music always happening. You know, my grandma singing. Yeah, she was also a guru herself. So she was teaching a lot of students, and uh, we would we were very young, almost like 
two and three yes. uh, <laughs> when we would see so many uh, youngsters coming in for classes with my grandma that's how we we kind of picked up we would just sit along with them because they were too young and we didn't have much to do so we would just sit around the classes it was very organic for us yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we just picked it up but i guess when uh, in the point that you're talking about when everybody has to make that choice for us by then we were uh, very deeply uh, already into the arts as we had developed a kind of passion that we could never let go of so it was almost like a no brainer we couldn't just think of ourselves doing anything else so by the time we were at that point also i by then we were also performing and we had a lot of uh, wonderful support from the audience the rasikas and our, our the the fan base was growing so all of that was feeling very good at that age especially yes. uh, i think almost it, it it never came to a point of deciding between this or something else it, it just was this uh, from the point at which we had to make that decision yeah you know i think that validation at a very young age is kind of uh, important it drives you uh, to do what you want to do and sometimes it kind of shapes your career in a particular direction as well i think it's very interesting that you uh, that you grew up in a musical family and you you know at a very young age you started out in a musical family uh, and it's very interesting that you know you had all the support around you and the family support around you to like pursue a career in the arts i think it's it's important for our audience to understand that there are different career paths other than just being in tech and it is something that you can nurture from a very young age it kind of demands the same amount of time and uh, energy as you would put into any form of academics also be it tech or in your medicine anything so arts is very demanding if you want to take it up seriously it is one of those career paths which doesn't let you take a holiday or even a day's vacation so because it is something that you very rightly said you nurture it is an everyday process every day you're getting better at it and every day you discover something more and more and there's no end to it yeah so each time you discover something new so you're always innovating and creating and yeah there's just so much it's a very fulfilling uh, path uh, we can very confidently say that it's been wonderful so far and we only see great things of course along with all the challenges that come up but yes it like you said it is a very very uh, doable career path that if you are interested and if you have the right kind of mindset you can always explore and just speaking of managing your time if we could talk about um how you do that and spe- specifically with regards to the december music season and um we yeah we just we just like to go a little behind the scenes and kind of learn how you uh pick and choose concerts and how how that happens and maybe if you could start with like just a brief intro of what the december music season is for our audience december festival is now a lot beyond like it starts before december and ends after december it's an almost what you can say an immersive festival of classical arts especially carnatic music and bharatnatyam that happens predominantly in chennai so this is one of those times of the year where all the artists are actively performing and there is a huge audience from across the world who attend uh, these concerts who visit chennai especially in this period to be part of this experience so you could say it's an all day extravaganza it starts almost at 8 in the morning and uh, the last concert ends by 10 10:30 in the night so you can imagine a typical day if you are an avid rasika or an avid listener 
you can imagine yourself hopping from one concert to another one workshop to another one lecture demonstration to another so from the morning at 8 until 10:30 your day can be packed with different performances and uh, lectures so this is one of those times of the year where a lot of learning happens a lot of uh, performance is happening and you kind of have a very rounded approach to our music and dance as well these days so that is in short what december is of course when you visit you will actually uh, kind of feel like being part of a festival being part of a very thriving festival where very you can almost see uh, you will bump into each other if you know people you will bump into each other in different venues and uh, it's it's a very very magical time both as artists as well as uh, audience students of music yeah. yes and as far as the process is concerned you know how we prepare it is ongoing we, we start you know very ahead of time uh, it runs for several months you know that's why we keep the practice going it's not a one off thing you know where we sit okay to we have a concert coming up this december so let's chart out the plan it's uh, you know it's much more than that so we have to work for it continuously and start learning ahead of it ahead of time and and that's how we you know just plan it accordingly and we just put everything in place when the time comes yeah. so, so we are ready with everything everything set yeah. and it's just a matter of reorganizing a little bit yes. and coming up with a list and planning yeah. it when the time comes yeah because ultimately it's going to be a test of your endurance your repertoire and if you have to sit in sit in a place and actually just perform for about 3 hours or so it can't happen overnight so you have to sort of just build up to it over the year and uh, you could almost imagine after a concert is over in december you're already thinking about the next december you know so that's how it's it's a continuous process and the concerts are more like the showcase of all the practice that you've done over the year so and we also make sure we don't repeat any songs so if we have over 20 25 concerts coming up uh, during a season so we have to prepare at least 7 to 8 songs per list so that's a lot of learning also so it's it's definitely not an overnight thing so it starts the planning ahead, starts yeah. well ahead of time and it it's almost a year long planning for that short period you know it's very interesting that you say that you are still learning right um throughout the year because um even even with classical music just like any other profession trends are always changing um you always get new things that the audience like in terms of like even new songs that come up uh, so you're constantly always learning and you're constantly like you said having to prepare a set so i think that that one thing is very common for all professions you will have to constantly learn and keep updating yourself one of the other things that i noticed that apurva said is that innovation right you'll have to keep innovating I think that's the most difficult thing about Carnatic music as far as what I found when I was learning because with classical music you find that you're innovating while you're singing right it's not just like you know you prepare ahead of time and and then you go and perform there are portions with classical music um, like when you're singing your swaras and everything where you where you're innovating while you're singing I think that is also a very difficult part of the process so like i mean you you guys have made it big in classical music right now and you are doing a lot of good work a lot of people love listening to your music including me so you must be getting a lot of offers right even like for this interview we had to schedule way ahead of time so we can like get your dates and everything so 
what is your process in terms of like you know obviously you can't do everything although i mean some people say you have two hands you guys have four but you're still you know you have to um you can't cover everything so what is your process in terms of selecting which engagements you say yes to and which engagements you say no to and how do you go go about that we mainly see if our uh, idea for a performance aligns with what if if an organizer approaches us or a festival approaches us we see if our ideas align if it's something that is not something that we have been working on or we have been uh, what what you can call an ideal uh, performance some of the characteristics that we have mentally that we have put together for ourselves each artist could have a different criteria they would choose from but if for us whatever we have had in our mind and if that doesn't align we usually don't take it up because ultimately conviction is very important in uh, anything so in performance also it otherwise shows through so you have to be very very clear about what kind of content you want to present because ultimately you are giving an experience to the listener when they come listen to your music they they have to know what they can expect from you and you have to sort of give that up and uh, that's one of the main uh, balance that that the, that kind of balance to strike is a little difficult in any form of art be it even even in filmmaking so you have to make sure you have a certain set of things in your mind that you ensure that get ticked off when you're approached for a concert and mainly apart from that uh, we probably look at the artist availability uh, not just our own because it's very important again to have a good team on stage usual classical music performances will have a bunch of instrumentalists also join us as vocalists so we'll have to make sure the the artists we work with or we prefer working with generally are available but otherwise it's fairly a straightforward process many times it's just at that moment if we feel like this might not align with what uh, we have in mind we don't take it up one of one of the things that you said in your answer is it's a team on stage right um so you uh, i'm assuming as carnatic music singers you don't work with the same team all the time um you kind of you know obviously you travel around the world showcasing your art um so it's not always the same team of people that you work with so you're going to have to shift teams and that involves a lot of practice and all of that as well right so to to form that team how important is networking in the field of in the field of classical music how does it help you uh, and which areas does it help you in yeah like in any field networking is very key in carnatic music also it starts right from the performance stage so you know having that kind of camaraderie with the artists on stage you know it starts from there when everything comes together and it gets translated to quality music there is a better uh, connection and vibe with the audience yeah. so i think uh, in a way you know what we sing also is networking so we are able to connect with the audience in a way many times we see the pulse of the audience how they react to a certain song or how how is how the you know concert is flowing so everything yeah. i think everything comes under networking so it's not just you know talking or you know just connecting with people it's also through music that we you know get that connect with the audience yeah. of course it's important to sometimes uh, remember or recognize some of the features or what you can say as the usp of some of the organizations if you know them so for example if you know a certain uh, festival 
or the organ or the people behind the festival would prefer to have a certain kind of composers compositions then it's just one yeah. of those thoughtful things that you can do to feature that composer a lot more in your concert it may not be a blatant conversation with you and the festival people but then it builds that rapport it builds and then they recognize you as somebody who cares about you know what they like or what they prefer and these are just small, some of the small things that you can do to remember to do the kind of things that they may like uh, because you kind of know about it and then of course with the audience again if you are in a certain place and uh, you know if, you if are you're in a certain city, city where it's exactly. a different language you know so when you present more of that you know they'll enjoy more again networking is definitely a skill uh, and it takes effort to do that and as artists we're also doing that constantly in terms of music as well and the decisions we take with with respect to music also you know it's a very unique answer from what i've heard because networking with the audience that's great because not just in the field of music i think everywhere else with other careers as well when you're performing when you're presenting connecting with the audience is very important trying to navigate through their mindset is also very important and it's very difficult as well like you said in india where the culture is so uh widespread every city has a different language trying to navigate through that audience to figure out what they like um i think that's that's definitely um something that that is very difficult and i think something that you really have to prepare for that's that's a great answer just while we're talking about connecting with your audience can you speak on your um social media presence and whether you think that's important in this day and age and do you um manage it all yourself or do you have anyone helping you with it so social media in today's times it is very very important to have a presence you know up there yeah it's uh, become a big part of your professional career yeah um because ultimately like as a continuation from the previous answer that apurva mentioned connecting with your audience so social media is one of uh the one of probably the most powerful way you can connect with them instantly and it's it's not limited to a certain audience it's global so there you go you you need that kind of you know um, audience base you want to reach more people so social media is a great uh, tool that we can use to you know promote what we do yes and with respect to managing our social media right now for most parts of it we do it ourselves because we sort of analyze what our audience likes and uh, what our audience would want to hear from us and how they are responding to the to the content that we give them so it you also like that personal touch yes, you know we are interacting directly so that feels nice thing. yeah yeah that's the main thing and even i think even as uh, because as artists first we are uh, very avid listeners or what you can call the rasikas so yeah. we would we imagine from our position how we would feel when we look up to a certain artist and then we are able to have the personal connect with them uh, even if it is not live and then we we absolutely love that feeling of being able to connect with that artist directly uh, through social media so we think of that and then we sort of extrapolate it to our own social media presence where we think it's very nice it's a very nice feeling for us also to directly interact with our audience uh, online uh but yes, social media has become a big part uh, of our uh, professional uh, career yeah i mean not just for marketing right i think it's also for like reaching out to people who you are not able to showcase your concerts to 
like on an everyday basis i think if you if you're doing a concert in bangalore that's tailored for that audience that some people in chennai may also want to hear because they are you know from bangalore but they're not able to be there listening to some of those songs online that's a that's a like boon i would say with social media having learned uh, classical music myself i i wouldn't say i'm a veteran at any point like you guys but uh, having learned that myself one thing that i'm noticing is even compared to when i was learning right i think kids these days are not as exposed to classical music and the classical arts that india has to offer as much as i was at least at least in when i was growing up like like just like you guys my grandma was a singer so my dad you know uh, had us uh, learn carnatic music and we learned cla- classical violin as well kids these days not so much right because they don't really get a chance to um, look at the arts and everything the first thing that kids are very happy with is a, is a mobile phone <laughs> when you give it to them they like all the lights and everything so they end up going into like you know gadgets and those kinds of things so what do you do as part of your presence to reach the younger audience of today i think we reach them through those gadgets <laughs> like you said that's that is very accessible to you know all the youngster uh, today you know they may be playing a game where they hear a tune you know yeah. or they may be watching a video somewhere in the background they hear a you know maybe a small instrumental portion that can be very catchy so yeah. these small things can sum up to something very big so in when we since we are also teachers ourselves and we we mm-hmm. grow to some of the younger students we see how if we are able to connect that to this then uh, yeah. there is a bigger chance of them getting interested in this even without them knowing because ultimately uh, we think as we if we were able to just be attracted to it very organically very naturally anybody any other child also can be right so and that happened only because we had constant exposure we had constantly some music or the other you know environment so when we especially with younger children when we teach them we don't directly teach them the theory at all we bring something else all together different and then we tell them okay you know you saw that and then you know that you know what that is this is what yeah. that No, so then bringing that theoretical concept or telling them about the the classicalness behind it is actually very helpful on the other hand with also not not just younger like very little kids even with the teenagers or you know people in their early 20s i thought uh, our social media again had a massive reach especially to this age group and then we thought the shorter videos because attention is a, attention span is a huge challenge uh, times <laughs> come down <laughs> so with uh, our instagram reels that that center around a certain theme of the seven notes of our music we are able to bring uh, a lot of people to listen to these things first and then for and then get fascinated by it and then through their own interest they are learning it now you want so, to dive more into it yeah. and understand because it's presented in such a short time and a lot of info gets packed in that one and a half minutes of instagram real time yes. and uh, if they are able to understand or appreciate or connect with at least you know 20 seconds of that then i think we are over time we are really talking about a significant change in uh, 
their approach to classical music or their interest in classical music and we are so glad and so happy to see that actually happening in our own concerts people who have listened to our one and a half minute reels they come to us and they are like we never heard this before and uh, what you guys are doing is just so beautiful and we want to attend your concert and just like that they are sitting in a 3 hour concert thanks yeah. to one and a half minute reel you know and these are folks in their late teens and early 20s so that's a an age group that we able to capture with the social media aspect that you mentioned so i think it's about bringing that connectivity and bringing some point of uh, relativity for everybody to want to do this on their own without making it look difficult like any other career it is going to have some challenging aspects the theory is not going to be very easy yes. of course the practical part of it is definitely challenging but then but then the interest is what counts in any art form it's the passion actually in anything it's the passion that counts and if you're able to instill that little bit of passion then it takes you forward whichever direction you want to go it kind of drives you so that's what i think uh, we aim to do how do you reach an audience that um that can that looks at something for like 20 seconds and then you know they just move on um so i i think you you have done a great job with that because like when i listen to the music that you guys put out especially like you know in the in those one and a half minutes videos when both of you come together and sing that harmony it's like okay i just want to listen to this for like you know to calm down in that 5 minutes of peace that i want from everything else that's going on that that's kind of how it drew me in so that's a i think that's a very good very good answer in terms of capturing the young audience and just speaking of um trying to engage a younger audience what are some other ways that you've noticed the classical music community as a whole kind of adapting to all the technology that we have and trying to bring in a younger audience since you know in the future for classical music to be such a big part of the culture in uh, chennai and the rest of the world basically you would you would need to bring in that younger audience to stay consistently interested so uh, what are what are you seeing happening in terms of that i think it's about you know cracking that interest and you know that small spark that you know we all at some point uh, try to instill so again social media of course uh, because we have a lot of uh, platforms on social media where we are able to put it out and because they are every youngster these days you know they are part of some uh, social media platform or the other so they are able to access it like she said you know that small capsule of that they are intrigued by it and they want more of it and uh, these days we are seeing a lot of artists taking to that so carnatic music fraternity as a whole we are, we are you know we are also embracing the social media but apart from social media i think uh, just as content apart from the content or the capturing the audience i think uh, to make them stay uh, these days especially post covid we had a lot a huge surge in online performances so performance is one of those things that uh, that is going to be a huge boost for you as an artist where you're able to showcase even if it is just a short duration that doesn't matter you are going to be able to showcase your what you have learned your talent and uh, if you are if you are going to work hard on it if you're going to show that kind of very sincere dedication and consistency at one point you are going to want to have a bunch of people listen to you and then share their feedback with you that's a very primal thing that we all you know sort of want as uh, human beings we want that kind of warmth and support and if you're able to actually see that that just motivates us you know more 
so these online performances have been very helpful to especially very younger uh, very young musicians and dancers or artists to showcase their talent to a large audience who they may not have been able to reach before so uh, because of those performances there is it is probably what in a very serious sense of the term it's just a bunch of likes or a bunch of comments but then it makes a huge impact in the youngsters mind you know when when you are very young and then you see that kind of encouragement you want to do it and you you sort of want to have more of it and then that sort of builds up that desire in you to work better to work more including even criticism healthy criticism is going to help you develop that way i think people will stay uh, the younger generation since you mentioned especially focusing on them these online performances help them get that kind of uh, goal to work towards they have this performance on a coming some day and then they have to present a 30 minute recital and then they practice for months together on that and then they get good feedback and they want to do another one so it sort of is a nice cycle that it can builds up, yeah. yeah that can keep continuing provided of course all of this is you know only based on the foundation that they need to have sincerity the dedication mm-hmm. the hard work put in and uh, this one acts yeah. like that amp up to have them do more and more of this yeah with respect to you know bringing in more younger audience to to something like classical yeah. arts it does take a lot of thinking and effort from artists as well so we try to you know bring in some sort of a theme in a concert you know we have a uh, you know a, a dt theme or a language theme or something you know some interesting raga some new uh, you know newly invented pallavi you know any any innovation that's what i mentioned when i said innovation so we always keep working on something so that there is something new to offer and the people are just you know intrigued to listen to it so the more and more you innovate people are more interested to you know listen to that and you know that's how you inculcate that kind of you know listening habit and and then the next step is you know them wanting to learn and yeah. uh, discover you know what more carnatic music can offer i think we can now see even we are part of that generation that sort of you know found carnatic music very accessible uh, because many artists before us did all of these things and these days it's just become more and more and thanks to of course zoom or any of the online platforms that help you teach uh, and that technology has grown insanely so you're able to teach and learn online then i think that's uh, that itself is you know a way to keep your interest sort of uh, going going two very interesting things about your answer one is you know you mentioned the pandemic and how things have changed in terms of how people use the online platforms your connect with the audience also changes because now you have to put a video out there first and then wait for response before you kind of like you know work on that as as opposed to sitting in a live audience where you see an instant reaction from the audience you see that validation from the audience immediately right another thing that you said in terms of uh, teaching people and engaging people through social media and through like you know zoom and all of that that also has come quite a bit like you know people used to think that uh, doing things online was very impersonal but now nowadays with with social media ramping up so fast like 
your phone is like an extension of your hand at this point so that is also becoming more and more personal rather than impersonal so those parts of your answer when you connect with music and like you said music you know it can have it can be in a specific language but music is kind of like um it also doesn't have a language like you know in in terms of it has a language but it also does it so it's like uh it's it's both in that way uh and i think classical indian music can definitely connect to audiences in in that way as well um not just in india but also around the world right the tune just you know the way that the audience reacts to the tune is nowadays uh something that's very important that's and but i think i think it all stems from the fact that especially indian south indian carnatic music has literally in everything so you want a, a melody art of music you have that in abundance you have some people may have a huge interest in rhythm and carnatic is full of complex rhythms all the way from simple to very very layered complex rhythms if you are a person of poetry and literature you have a huge amount of literature in carnatic it has something for everybody so i we think as an art form it it can be if if done if if you're able to reach it in a correct way to a certain audience that you want to there is something for everybody and they can all benefit from that it could simply be for entertainment it can be for like you said a very therapeutic thing that one minute in the five minutes of break that you have can make a huge difference it can be educative in every way it can have its own impact so i think with especially carnatic music we are able to explore all of those aspects of music yeah and and another thing too that you mentioned was that you 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 create a theme right when you perform and there's a story behind that i remember when i was a kid and i used to go to the temple and you know there used to be bharatanatyam dance performances there first of all i can't dance so i'm always in awe of people that you know who can dance uh, but i always used to uh, look for the uh, stories that you know that they used to say and that used to keep me in the seat for 3 hours because i'll i'll try to guess what she's trying to say through her actions and i'll try to connect that to small stories of our culture that my parents have taught me so uh, i think that is also a very nice way to keep your audience engaged but i want to take our uh, our audience to a little bit of uh, behind the scenes with you guys there's two of you in this uh, dynamic duo i would say and uh, you know even with us actually there's four of us doing the etf project every time we kind of bounce ideas off of each other um, there may you know sometimes there's points of contention sometimes there's points where we all come together and you know come to a good um, solution there so like how do you guys resolve those points of contention have there been any and what when do they usually come up like when you're building a set or like i think this is something that our audience will be very interested to hear yeah just we like literally do have a lot of siblings i know every day so, yeah. <laughs> so anybody with a sibling will know that it's never a peaceful yeah. thing you will never have like just calm yeah. one says something the other is like okay we'll we'll get it done yeah, there has done. to be an argument there has to be a counterpoint and it's no different between the two of us and uh, musically also it's no different i think just over time we have figured out a mechanism to resolve it uh, quickly we've found uh, our strengths and our weaknesses basically i think we became more mature and uh, we have we now evolved. yeah we evolved <laughs> 
and we have now a very basic sense of okay you know what i think i can yeah. make this decision. this is not happening let's you yeah. know so let's <laughs> yeah. middle ground and some other situation we i know she has that uh, control over the decision so i think we've basically now come to a point of understanding who is going to make the decision in that and we just go with that but because ultimately when you two of us it's about the team effort yeah. Uh, anything can go behind the scenes but when you present yourself on stage you are a unit and people are watching you people are uh, seeing two faces but they are listening to one single you know presentation so you have to maintain that you can't sound uh, in two different directions so that we have basically just practice of course it was very difficult at the beginning <laughs> our parents will have a whole uh, book to write you know to talk about <laughs> Oh, what a hard time they had uh, just uh, resolving our conflicts but now uh, we've just uh, happily come to a you know we've come to a point where we happily agree to disagree so let me go on with that where you happily agree to disagree sometimes <laughs> uh, i feel like you guys have found a very great balance in terms of bringing your sibling into your work as well actually that was one of the first things that i found very admirable about you guys that you guys are siblings and you work together it's it's very rare to see that <laughs> but yeah, but you are you know, we are as surprised because listening to our parents tell us you know how you used to be and then we are like oh my god is this worked out <laughs> so yeah it's news to us too but uh, i think ultimately we thoroughly enjoy i mean we don't want it any other way if you ask us uh, i mean this is a secret but uh, we tell uh, people when the other one isn't around i i think she also does but i tell that you know you know i can't imagine you know my paths taking any other uh, direction yeah. you know if yeah. not for us performing together because we are thoroughly enjoying it we are at very fundamental level very much in love with the fact that we are able to do that together as sisters yeah. so uh, i think uh, do you agree i do definitely <laughs> <laughs> but also speaking of like performing together and uh, just the possibility of doing something different have you ever sung solo and if yes how how do you think it's different from uh, singing with a partner <laughs> Uh, yes we have sung solo actually we started as soloists actually yeah, we became a duo by yeah. accident uh, she learned she started learning first from my grandmother and i used to just do the listening you know and she used to attend a lot of competitions and win and she eventually started performing alone then i used to just you know attend the concert and you know i used to just she was basically pampered she didn't have to practice <laughs> i think we you know my family just decided okay we are having enough to deal with one so let me or the other one even easy or the younger sibling the famous uh, elder sibling complaints so and two know. different points of view of what she's happened she's the younger sibling so <laughs> okay great i have company <laughs> i have company too so yeah. i think we that you know uh, they made they, they saw me tested all of these things and they decided okay wow. you know what So we we'll, we'll just let her be, you know, like let's not be as the elder one. It's true. So I initially we uh, my first performance was when I was nine, and uh, was a, that's when she won the competition and the title of the competition, and she was given that concert as an award. So yes. uh, that's when her journey started into and performance. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. When she was nine. Yeah. Eventually, she started, you know, giving performances in different venues and. it so happened that we performed in a temple and uh, one of our uh, 
you know, well wishes. They just said, you know, Apurva, why don't you join? And mm-hmm. you know, at that age, you're just, you know, okay, fine. I just went up the stage, went up the stage, and I started singing apparently with her. And mm-hmm. it turns out everybody liked it. So that's when my journey actually started seriously. So Even as then, a performing uh, musician, she was not into performing as much as I was as a soloist. And then uh, that point, it was it was definitely a very crucial turning point yeah. in both our careers. Uh, she then started taking it more seriously, and I started. And I started it. going to competitions, yeah. so I know as a soloist, and and that's how we started our career. As uh, so, there was a bit soloist. of a catch up for yeah. her to do because. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, she had not done it seriously as much as I had, and uh, I was already in a performance stage, and she was at that point just learning, and even do even that she was doing very playfully and just as a hobby kind of thing. So she had a bit of a catch up, but at some point we met, and then uh, about uh, mid teens we started performing together, and from then it has There's no looking back. Yeah, yeah. it's been that, <laughs> and uh, it we are loving it. So there is, yeah. uh, like Taru asked, we have a lot of differences. I feel a lot of difference because I, at least for a good five, six years, I formed a solo and then she joined me on stage seriously. So I do feel there's a lot of difference from the way decisions are made on stage. It, it is a very uh, live, live art that in any form of live art is about. You can never, decisions. you know, set it beyond a point. You can have a plan in mind and, you know, can, anything can change. Yeah, it can all go for a complete U-turn. So, like uh, Nandini mentioned, it is uh, very key that we are constantly innovating and being creative when it comes to classical arts. So, that creativity now is not as creative as you may want it as a soloist because now you're also thinking about the other person. Uh, so And it's not you can just wing anything on stage. You need to have that plan as, you know, both of us should be in the same mindset to be able to, you know, execute that. So, Most of music, I mean, at, at a point when you have uh, started performing seriously <clears throat> and go deeper into the arts, you realize music is so much about the mindset. What you are at that point as an artist feeling or whatever kind of mindset you are in gets communicated through the music, no matter what you try to hide, you know, you cannot fake it beyond the point. Your music becomes an extension of your mind. It becomes an expression of your mindset. So we have to be very careful in... Um, being in the same wavelength, mainly the mental wavelength is where as a duo, we have to constantly be very conscious of, we have to be aware of being in the same mindset to be able to produce the same kind of music so that we are not conflicting in terms of our expressions. Again, as the audience, they are going to listen to two different expressions coming out then and that's not going to be very helpful. So even if we take a composition, the way you emote through the composition, so much of our music is about the emotions. So we need to make sure we are both able to emote the same thing as the composer has intended. And as artists, we have to put our own uh, expression in that music. So it demands that we both are constantly in the same wavelength. And our creativity definitely now has a structure. So we know what we have our own little language where we kind of catch off from where she you know the other one leaves and the where the other one stops and the other one takes off all those small small things you sort of polish over many many years of and that comes only with experience yeah beyond a point not set it yeah and then you two of us we we love how we compliment each other that's something you know as duo we enjoy doing so i know what her strength is and she knows what my strength is and we work accordingly 
and you know it's it's beautiful to come together you know uh, one of the things where you said that you guys know each other's strengths right and you are able to build off of that in classical music performances i think one of the things that i've noticed is also you 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 kind of practice enough to know the strengths of the team that you're performing with as well right because they each have their own moments as well during the concerts where they can display their talent like in, if it's a violin player if he's playing mridangam right they each have their own points in the concerts where where they can um, display their uh, talents how do you coordinate with them and what is your process in terms of practice before the concert where you can coordinate with them and create sets for them as well where they can showcase their their talent so when we talk about accompanying artists in carnatic music uh, it's it's very spontaneous you know okay. it's very less of you know actual planning okay. of course planning is there but like i, I mentioned sense. yeah very uh, you can only rehearse so much you know i can do a particular thing 10 times at home but when i go on stage it's going to be completely different and i know it already so when it comes to rehearsing we we kind of you know discuss uh, we have a plan that we let them know you know a certain composition or something and that they are able to you know mentally prepare for it and the creativity is really completely Um, you know what we do on stage yes that's where the networking that we spoke about earlier comes in you know that's where you see the impact of that if you're having that kind of uh, equation with your artists they know you also end up knowing their strengths and you end up knowing uh, how they will perform in a certain scenario and then you kind of tailor your uh, presentation according to that so some people may be very strong in one certain aspect of creativity so as the vocalists we sort of center around that aspect so that they are able to project their uh, strength also into that at the same time if you think that they may not be able to perform that well in a certain different aspect of our music you don't focus too much on that and then sort of let down you know on stage yeah. so it's very important to know their strengths and weaknesses and that happens only when you have that kind of healthy equation with them that comes through many years of performing together discussing music together listening to music together. together that's what it is so if you see many of our concerts though we do we keep having different sets of artists perform with us you can see a pattern you can see a, a certain set of artists repeating so that's because we have a very healthy working relationship with them and they and they have the same so we are they also kind of know you know yeah. what uh, what to expect you know what kind of thinking we would have put into that particular uh, yeah. list so when you have so many different variables that are getting presented in a concert the rehearsed part of our music definitely the creative part of our music comes in with a lot of thinking that's very difficult i mean as someone that who tried to do that at a younger age i found it very difficult to like come up with swaras like i used to be so nervous when it was my turn to sing in the um when my teacher was calling me out and i used to be like oh no now it's my turn what do i sing um but trying to do that on stage while also connecting with your audience while also connecting with the musicians that's uh, connecting with your musicians during singing swaras and it's it i can imagine how much i think that that just comes out of pure talent if you ask me and you guys are doing a great job of it especially when there's two of you before i move on to my last question charu and i have a lot of friends who are also trying to make a similar uh, career as uh, you know uh, as you guys have uh, in fact we have uh, we have friends who have you know come back 
from uh, studying abroad and they want to pursue Carnatic music specifically as a career. What is one piece of advice that you would give someone who wants to have a similar career path? I think mainly consistency uh, over uh, you are going to have difficulties because uh, as an instrumentalist, uh, every day is not going to be the same. Some days you're going to feel a little physically not too well and uh, if you're a vocalist even worse because your voice is inside you so any form of uh, like you end up having one small uh, you wake up uh, sneezing yeah it takes a toll your voice Voice. is going to show up all of those things that day and uh, you can only be careful to a certain extent right so your voice is going to be your tool that's going to be even harder so you are, you are good. So you have to step into this knowing you are going to have very difficult days and you will some days feel like, I don't even want to do this. That's, yeah, that's brutally <laughs> being honest. We have those days a lot too. I think uh, any artist is going to go through that, not just Carnatic musicians. So some days you just question your very existence, like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> so you are going to have those days, but you have to pull through those and, and come in. Yeah. Just stay consistent and just do your... Uh, practice your your focus and uh, you have to work on your endurance and even the uh, part that you mentioned about swara singing in the earlier segment we feel it's 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 one thing about talent but then that's the thing with talent if you don't hone it if you don't sort of keep uh, polishing it it can always go wasted so it's the practice so if even if it's a creative aspect of our music like swaras you have to constantly practice so for 10 rounds of swarams in an ideal concert or in a particular composition just to give you you know numbers we practice about 150 rounds of swarams individually just for those 10 to work out so that's like basically 300 rounds of swarams just to make 10 rounds work in the concert so that's the kind of math we're talking about that's the kind of practice we're talking about if you want that 10 good ones you have to practice 300 of those in which some of them are going to be terrible some, Some of them are going to definitely okay. repeat. Yeah. yeah, you are going to be prepared for all that. But then at uh, the end of the 300, you will realize that you've come a long way from your first round versus your th- 300th round. You'll realize. And then that's when the 10 rounds in your concert is going to sound. Each of them is going to sound polished. So you are having the consistency is going to be very important in your path. You cannot depend on others to give you that motivation being an artist is a lot of heartache it, it is going to be a lot of conflict internally and there is nobody barely anybody would understand that but you there have can to be, be motivating sometimes therapist and you've got to do all the therapy you want to do and you may get a lot of criticisms yeah. also that's yes. about <laughs> taking it all in the right stride and you know working yeah and i'm sure having each other helps as well because definitely yeah you kind of understand what what you're going through, right? Definitely. Right. So uh, I'm going to move into my last question, but I'm not going to let you go after the last question. I have another small request to make, but uh, let me ask last questions first. So, how would you define success? To me, success is a journey. Yes, it's not a destination. So, each of us has a picture of our own selves as an artist, where we see ourselves. And the closer we get to that and image, what we want to be, the closer yeah. we get to that ideal picture of ourselves that we see, mm-hmm. I think that is that is success. success. It's not about what others tell you. Everybody could say, you know, you're amazing and you're 
fantastic and you are very successful but if it's not you know matching or getting closer to the image that of you have of yourself of what you want to be then it's not really the success that i feel would define as success and it's not like you have a designation you know you move up from being a you know manager to this to that you know there's yeah. you know such level so when you don't have that hierarchy you set it yourself you know you want to yeah. you know what you want to do that's very interesting that you say that because yeah. like you know sometimes even when you're moving jobs in the technology field you know that you know for the next 2 years at least you're going to stay and you're going to do something but it's very different for the performing arts because every day is a new challenge for for you guys and every day you have to set the bar yourself right and defining that success becomes more important so great answers was great talking to you guys but uh, i think our audience will kind of murder us if we don't ask you to do a little bit of a performance for us just a small portion of of a song that you guys like that you would like for our audience to hear so yeah please if you can that will be great sure sure definitely <laughs> Ni 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 ga ma 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 ga ri za ni 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 ga ma ma ga ri za ni 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 ga ma 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 ga ri za ni 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 ga ma 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 ga ri za ni 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 
ಸೇರಿದರೆ ಕೀಡಬಿಸಲಿ ಬಯಾಮಿ ಗೋಪಾಲ ಬಾಲಮ್ಮನ ಸೇವಿತ ಸರ್ಪದ ಇಂಟರ್ budding classical music singers in um, you know around the world but also in general for a lot of people who are trying to build their careers there's so many aspects to your answers that you gave us that are uh, equivalent to a lot of different careers today and a lot of common things to learn as well and and in general i think a career in the performing arts as well you know you took us a little bit behind the scenes and uh showed us you know what that involves and um how how you can build yourself in in that field as well so thank you so much we had so i personally had so much fun talking to you yeah this was a great interview thank you for doing this with me thank you to thank both you. of you thank and you so much really wonderful job uh, that you're doing here it's it's great to know to see i i think we all should listen and learn there's so much to learn from different people in different aspects of careers and their roles that they play and uh, we may not be specifically connected to each of those each of those but we are going to have so many aspects that will somewhere along the line help us in our own careers so i think it's great that you have come up with an idea great lineup of uh, yeah inspiring people so yeah so wonderful job thank you for having us as part of this uh it's been wonderful i mean beautiful questions are mainly i think that's important in uh, is such as you know situation where the questions have to be something that uh, that kind of also help us think uh, more about our own process many of these are very organic and we don't really think beyond a certain point but then when we get asked such lovely insightful questions we end up thinking on the process behind and then we ourselves yeah. understand so much of it better so thank you to both uh, nandini and charu and your team for putting this together yeah thank you so much <laughs>